Hey guys, it's Ethan. Uh, this episode, we are joined by our friend Joshua Ray Gooch. Not only is he an accomplished musician, he plays guitar, by the way, uh, he is also a menswear enthusiast. He, you know, by looking at his Instagram, you can see he's into like a variety of different styles. There's Ivy, Ivy inspiration there. There is uh, some Japanese Americana workwear. There's a little bit of Tom Brown, a um, little bit of thrifted stuff. He just kind of does it all. And I thought it'd be really cool to interview him and get his thoughts on, you know, how he approaches fashion, you know, where, how does music tie into it? And also, I thought he'd be a really great guest for the topic of this episode, which is what comes after menswear? Like, what comes after, you know, doing all the rules, following the, you know, the conventional fit, uh, you know, navy blazer and cacchinos, you know, is there something that comes after that? We discuss all of that on this episode of Style and Direction. Hi guys, welcome to Style and Direction, a menswear podcast without the stuffiness. This is your host, Ethan Wong. And I'm Spencer Oddy. Hey, Ethan. Spencer Odie. Nope, not quite. The Garfield character. <laughs> uh, I'm going to send you to Abu Dhabi if you mispronounce my last name again. I So, uh, earlier today, y- you went to the opera and, uh, oh baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salad and candied eggs. You saw. I saw can- Frasier. I did. I saw. I saw Frasier the opera. It was weird because they had to, they they, <laughs> they had to recast Martin Crane. I can't. Oh, oh, no. Okay, for those of you watching, Martin Crane, the guy who played Martin Crane, John Mahoney, actually passed away. Just like a couple days ago. Yeah, and I, that's all I could think of. Oh God! Um, the entire time. The entire yeah, the entire time. That's all I could think of. He saw Candide. Yeah, Candide. It was the latest Dapper Day. Uh, collaboration you know last uh, last time they did one with the Natural History Museum and uh, now they're doing the opera it was a matinee so it really wasn't it wasn't real opera yeah it was fake <laughs> opera it was a little F it was F opera like Kelsey Grammer wasn't even in costume no no he was just wearing like sweatpants no he was naked eating oh, eating spaghetti eating spaghetti because he got uh, skunked um, do you want to hear my other joke intro that I was going to do Go based ahead. on Candide the opera Go for it. Where it's the best of all the worlds. Nope. Nope. Because <laughs> Kelsey Grammer was also in Cheers. That's Chairs? Cheer- chairs. I I say, I pronounce it Chairs. Okay. But anyway, Candide. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it, it was really cool. There wasn't a lot of people dressed up um, because, you know. opera. And well, not- <laughs> I mean, you got like a lot of the older people who like to, you know, who dress up like normally. But, like, for Dapper Day people, there was, like, a group of, like, 20 people. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they sold out right when they announced it, when it, would hap- when it was happening. So, uh, I was one of the few people there. They asked me not to go as an influencer, but as a photographer. And it was interesting, because I don't do that. I'm, like, I'm not my... I Yeah, I don't photograph well. I'm a vampire. <laughs> can't even... Can't even okay. <laughs> I can't even look at mirrors. You know that, you know, the 2003 film Mirrors? Yeah, I love that movie. That's the only movie I've ever seen. I've never seen it. Neither have I. I don't know what it's about. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, is that the movie where there's like a mirror world? I don't know because I've never seen it. <laughs> okay. Um, but it was really cool. And next one is going to be the LACMA. He's a plug. First plug of the day. Lactating. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. Our guest is just cracking up over there. We might as well call him Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty. Is that a porn name? 
Do you think it's a porn name? I mean, it should be. And I'll introduce you in a second. But, <laughs> but, but so shut up. <laughs> God damn it. God. Okay. Um. But what was I saying? Humpty. Oh, Humpty. You were talking about LACMA. Oh yeah, that's right. So the next uh, Dapper Day event is going to be at LACMA again, but it's a David Hockney exhibit, which I actually saw when I was in New York. Wow. Yeah. So I'll be reliving I'm it. Walking here. New York. <laughs> nope, that's not okay. Uh, well, anyway, today we are continuing our new series form- of lectures, series of unfortunate events. We've yeah. got Dan Harmon and Lenemy Snicket. Lenemy <laughs> Snicket. Lem- Le- yeah, um, we're, we're continuing our uh, interview series because, again, we think we've run out of things that we can talk about. Uh, if the first like five minutes of this wasn't any indication of what this could be like um but no so we're we're, we want to interview people that we know friends you know business owners because we we know a lot of cool people uh last time we had well two times ago we had cody wellama the wellama hat company guy um and then we had our friend andy who is just a regular guy college student who loves menswear and today we are joined by why don't you give us give us a little uh what would you want us to call you (laughs) Okay, I'm doing my own introduction. <laughs> All right. I'll introduce you. Um, <laughs> but just give us uh, a name. I, Joshua Ray Gooch is what I, what what does, I go what by. I go by Ray? my full name. Oh. Yeah, it's my it's my great-grandfather's name. Okay, because I was, was uh, going to make a joke. Here's something. I was like, what, was the, what does the Ray stand for? <laughs> Ray Raymond. You know, you're, no, you're nobody. Deborah. That's not... I was, <laughs> <laughs> but not to me. Not to me. I was, okay. we, we love Star Wars The Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, well, so yeah, Joshua is a. I met him. When you did I meet? I met him. When did I <laughs> we, meet? When, uh, when did I meet you? I mean, like not that long ago. We were friends via Instagram. Yeah, we were for IG mutuals for a while. Yeah, and um, and then after chatting on there for several months, just about random. It was like. Stuff. It was like yeah. It was just like that's cool heart like you just yeah, like yeah. it or whatever. Yeah, my our vocabulary is extremely limited. Yeah. we just kind of use, just kind of. Oh fuck! A yeah, that's a, that's a dope suit. Yeah, that shit's raw, there bro. We go. I love raw. I um, told you stuff was fleek, right? Which is a thing that I think that at some point people said, but I'm not really that I, sure. Yeah, I, that that came and went fast, didn't it? So did I. But and seriously now, <laughs> um, I come fast. <laughs> God, this is not the type of podcast. Um, I mean, it's shown itself we're to be. earning that explicit tag. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think in the first few episodes, we have well, all of the episodes have the explicit tag, but only a handful actually have cuss in, cuss cussing in it. Which is. I mean, the fact that you are using the word cussing, <laughs> it, it almost <laughs> should take away the explicit tag because it we seems did a swear. like a, we a secular language. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no but we cussing yeah cussing god i love cussing um take, and take my fucking word for it oh, no, but Jesus. no yeah so we were like we were instagram mutuals i don't know how the first time we met each other or encountered each other on instagram was it because because you're friends was, with cody right i think it was probably because i'm friends with cody and right. almost all the photos that he posts are your photos so yeah i was kind of like who's this dude and, and then i checked out this dude and it was you it was i was the dude that he checked out yeah and then and then we just were really just you know like we said just writing back really basic fractured sentences yeah yeah um and then we finally met up and had boba which right is fitting the the funny thing even before that was i met his brother before i even met josh (laughs) yeah that's right yeah his, his brother garrett i went to a bloke event that that spencer was not there for either 
because someone's got work. Oh, I got mouths to feed. No, <laughs> his, well, my, his mouth. my mouth. <laughs> there you go. But I, I remember seeing this guy. He was dressed really well, and he was chatting this with this woman. And I was like, oh man, I I gotta tell my guy to take his picture. Well, you know, when he's not he's done flirting. I hope I'm not like outing him right now. But uh, I don't I don't think so. Okay, no, cool, no, no. cool. It it was you said it was with a woman. Yeah. Okay. Well, I meant like outing like in case he's talking to someone <laughs> right now, and and by some miracle that those ladies that he talks to listen to this podcast religiously because yes. um, yes. we're that popular uh no but like i i went up to him and he like he knew me like right before i even said anything he's like hey you're ethan and i'm like yeah yes i am and then he's like oh yeah i'm, I'm joshua's brother i'm like oh shit what's yes. up bro joshua's bro to be more specific yeah um did you say it just like that like did i said it verbatim 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 i don't think that's how that's said i don't i don't i don't (laughs) know he's only read it (laughs) yeah (laughs) but but yeah i'm I'm sure he probably knew you in a similar way like he probably knew you through cody's instagram right and i probably had mentioned like i i might i maybe had sent him a post of yours or something but i'm sure he had seen you around look at this hot piece of ass yeah, that's what I text my brother about <laughs> other men. <laughs> that, but that's this I sounds mean, dead I on. There we go. Yeah. Uh, but uh, one one day I was uh, stranded at home because my car. I well, I had to get my car brakes fixed, and then they're like, "Oh, we're gonna get it back to you at the end of the day," which is I'm like, "Oh, when is that? Like five between five and eight o'clock?" And I'm like, "Shit!" And then randomly. I think Josh responded to my story. He's like, hey, if you got nothing to do, I can come pick you up and get Boba. And I'm like, let's go. And then we ended up going to Paper Moon. We both bought something. I bought a suit, which is on Instagram right now. Uh, and you, yeah. and you bought... I bought Check some uh, pantalones. Pantalones. Yeah, those brown pantalones. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, and I think and then we've seen each other a few times since then. Yeah, qu- quite a few. I mean, inspiration, we saw each other quite a lot. A yeah. So when's the wedding? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're just gearing up for that. that there we go. Kind of prepping. Mucinex uh, <laughs> mucus man. <laughs> Isn't the new the new Mucinex person is TJ Miller now? So he doesn't I sound think, he doesn't sound like that. But the old one did, and that's the character that I'm doing. I'm auditioning for the uh, part of the Mucinex man. Are they? Well, doing- I don't. I think he's in a little bit of hot water, so you actually might get that job. Oh, perfect. I wonder if it's gonna be like the thing with the KFs with the Colonel Sanders is like played by a different SNL cast member. Yeah, like Norm Macdonald did it, and uh, do you think? That's and that's Daryl like Hammond. That Daryl Hammond, uh, Jason Sudeikis. I think that's it. There, Vincent Carthizer did it for one ad where he was like a sexy young colonel, which is weird. So I love sexy young colonels. <laughs> popcorn. I'm talking about popcorn. Okay. Um, this is why people tune in to hear commentary about large food chain commercials. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's exactly what the podcast is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so you're you know you're a man of great style. You know that's how I mean fashion is what brought us together, and uh, tear, tear us apart. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, but we know some people might not know you because, like, like you said, like what we talked before, you know, music. You know, Josh is a musician. Uh, you play the uh, G string. I play. I, I I have a lot of guitars. They He's only been known to play string. some G strings, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, um, yeah. So I work. I mean, th- that's that's what my job is. I mean, I, I'm I'm like a hired gun and session musician. Um, I thought you played guitar, not guns. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's that's how I'm that's how I that's my passion. That's how I make my living. I've been I've been you know touring since I was like 17 years old, and oh, wow. I've been up in LA now for like almost I think like seven seven and a half years, something like that. 
Um, and you're how old now? What's nineteen? I just 10? turned twenty. I just turned twenty-seven. Oh, okay. There um, you go. Yeah. So the actually the first Gooch Collective event where we did the concert with the clothing That's and the right. integration of all that stuff is um was was like a birthday thing as well. Hmm. You yeah. know, and the next Gooch Collective will be Spencer's birthday. The day yeah. after Spencer's birthday, but yeah. Oh, I caught that wrong. Then. <laughs> that's, that's he could have given you a pass. He could have been nice about I it. I could have, but I, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, I think because like, like you said, you know, musicians kind of small, so not many people might not know you, but they probably have seen you play because you play primarily with... Uh, the last like seven years I've played with Shania Twain. That's and, been like my main who, touring gig. And who gig. is that? Uh <laughs> Is that a film composer? Yes. Oh, yeah. shit. I should listen on this. That's kind of a small pull. If, if people listen who like follow me really closely, they know that I love film scores. He sure and, does. His and, favorite is uh, Michael Giacchino. And shut the Hans fuck Zimmer. up. Oh, he, my doesn't, God. he doesn't like I them. definitely don't like those guys. Um, but this is not a podcast about that. This is a podcast about, about menswear. Without the stuffiness, in fact. We don't got congestion here. Right. Back to that Mucinex character. Yeah, that's why. That's that's why I want it. <laughs> so, so as so you were always you're always into music, right? You've, you've been playing for a long time. You told us that. Uh, well, you told me that you were in a competition, right? That's kind of how yeah, one of the well, first I, things you did. Well, it was it was definitely one of the first things I did professionally. I actually started music late. Like I started playing like right before eighth grade. So I, and I had I'd never been in band. I'd never played any instruments. Um, I literally had like a skateboard stolen. And I had nothing to do. Oh, and my yeah. dad had showed Were me. Were you the, the week- kid in Back to the Future that got his skateboard stolen? <laughs> yes. Based on oh, a true story. <laughs> yes. That was me. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm still in in a ton of court cases trying to sue for the rights of that movie. Yeah, it's it- not working out well. I've spent all of my life savings. <laughs> It's a mess. It's weird that they like had a story about a kid who got his skateboard stolen, and then they were like, wait, let's put in time travel, and then went in this whole other direction. <laughs> you know what's weird is I've told that story so many times, and yeah. nobody has ever made a Back to the Future reference, ever, which is, well, I love I love that you did it. Um, I just, I, I can't believe nobody's I believe done it. that life should be like the 30 Rock principle where jokes should happen every three seconds, and I think that everything can be traced into a joke. I, I like that philosophy. That's yeah. a good show, so it's a good place to start. Yeah, good, the good place. Now on NBC. Yeah, Ethan's watching it now. It's, I finished it. It's so good. Oh, shit. It's so good. <laughs> it's like, okay, so was it the last episode that come out or the two episodes ago? I was obsessed with the show, and now you are. So. Oh, yeah, that's me. I'm so obsessed. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? You got your bike stolen. Yeah, bike oh, stolen. So, oh, well, so that's, that's how, the, that's how the, um, the music thing started. Uh but before that, like when I started playing guitar in the first place, I was really into punk rock before that, which is like a very common middle school thing. But I was really obsessed with the aesthetic, and I like went all out and like did the whole like, you know, denim vest with the patches with this, you know, safety uh, pins, safety pins yeah. and okay. you know for like the exploited and the casualties and the misfits all this stuff. So um, the, the kind of obsession with aesthetic started then, but it went away when the guitar came in. Because that was my whole, like, I was playing all day, like, n- like nine hours a day. It was crazy. You were shredding. I was shredding. And especially early on, like, I was a, I was just obsessed with the shred. And, um... Oh, with the this. But, but yeah, what? like, the clothing thing kind of went out. Like, I see photos of myself in high school, and I look like a trash monster. Hell like, yeah. I'm wearing trash pants, 
and none of my stuff fits right, but it was just like all of my attention had focused. But that aesthetic interest was still kind of, it was still there. It just wasn't being utilized. Mm. It was only being utilized in music, kind of that brain space. Um, Interesting. So when I got back into clothing later on, it was like it had kind of been waiting there. You know what I mean? Like, because I had had that interest from early on. So right. When, when you first got back into clothing, w- did you go back to kind of the punk thing or was it like a whole new direction for you? No, that that was a, I mean, that was a real like uh, middle school thing. I mean, it, I can listen to some of that punk rock stuff now and really appreciate it. And, and I do still occasionally listen to it. But I, I think I really got back into clothing, like really got into it like five or six years ago. Like I, when I was touring and stuff like that, I was trying to get into it, but I was also kind of like thinking that I had to do the like rock guy thing with okay. like all black and leather yeah. and like I just hated it. I didn't like it. And some guys look great in that and, and that's totally cool. And a lot of guys do it really well, but I just, it never felt like me, but it was kind of, I almost, you know, when you're, you're just younger and try to figure stuff out. So I was kind of wearing stuff that I was never really happy with. And so when I really started to get into clothing, it was kind of a... A thing um, with my brother because that was what he had been obsessed with like I was obsessed with music for a long time okay so there was actually a summer when he came and stayed with me for several months and I got him a job in LA and he was staying in actually this living room on this couch we're on right now and um, we spent a lot of that summer just like scouring thrift shops and 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 you know wasteland and all these types of places and it was kind of when I really dove in because I, I like we were doing it in tandem so after that, after he left, I was still going and hitting all those same places. And just, a lot of it was Instagram. It. Like a lot of the early aesthetic was just looking at Instagram mm. and finding people that I liked. So it wasn't old movies and it wasn't some. It wasn't even necessarily musicians. It was just kind of people that I would follow and like really analyze what they were doing. Who were some of those people in the, like, in the very beginning? Um, uh, Denny Balmacita was definitely one that I was following a lot early on. Is it like on. Denny 66 something yes, like that? Yeah, 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 that guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and when I first started getting into him, it was just, it was just the fact that every day it was different and it wasn't, it wasn't the like hashtag menswear guys, which, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I just, right. even early on, I wasn't into that even when I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, I just, I really liked what Denny was doing because there was an integration of like vintage stuff, which was the kind of classic side of it. Um, I wouldn't say classic tailoring necessarily, but there were, you know, pieces from the sixties and like these old kind of boots and stuff. He does like a super seventies thing now though, right? Now he does the super seventies thing, which I, you know, I'm, I'm all for people like just going for their thing. The seventies are, I'm really against the seventies personally. Like there's really not a whole lot. Everyone, Josh hates the seventies. I really don't. I mean, you know, those like VH one shows that's like, I love the seventies. You would be on the opposite (laughs) of that. Well, the thing is I love, I love seventies music. There's a lot of Uh, stuff, but the clothing I just can't do. And I mean, it works, it works on Denny and, and I think he has a really good aesthetic eye. And I actually have a lot of appreciation because early on, like he was somebody I really followed a lot. Um, but I just, I just can't do the seventies thing, man. I can't. There's almost you have about long it. hair. I feel like you would kill it. <laughs> but it, that's the thing is, it looks, it would look so cliche. It, I would oh, look like yeah, I was in like guy, a southern rock band. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Like I would look like I'm in like Leonard Skinner. But then I have like a, my face is way too like baby face to to pull that. Like I don't like I don't have that like you're a pretty hot baby. bearded. Okay. That's a, I go for the hot baby look. That's, That's really sexy baby. Sexy, sexy baby. baby. Yeah. I do that voice when I talk to women quite a lot. 
They seem to be extremely repelled by it. Do you open up uh, like conversations? Was like hello. Yeah, I do. Like what Andy did on the on the office. Oh God. Yeah, that's what I went. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is a disaster. Mm-hmm. But I keep doing it. I mean, one day some chick might be way into it, and I'll be. Yeah. She she could be. Well, she said well, large work. numbers. It's gonna happen eventually. Yes. Yeah, L.A. There's a lot of there's a lot of women here. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen any. Um, but you've never seen a woman. <laughs> Not in a long time. Uh, <laughs> um, so, would you say then, like, uh, are there any musicians that you look up to, like, right now that have really great style? I mean, I, I, I would say Leon Bridges is definitely one of the current generation. There's, I mean, there's also a lot of musicians. I would say Paul Weller is somebody that has fantastic. I'm gonna nod style. and be like, oh yeah. If you saw a photo, they, they he gets reposted by a lot of the like, especially British fashion people. Okay. He's a British musician and. Um, has a really cool like kind of mod thing, but it, it ventures into classic menswear as well. Um, and th- I mean, there's people that I love their style, but I don't. I would never dress like it. Like Stevie Ray Vaughan and Jimi Hendrix are two people that had just a great eye for that stuff. But yeah. like, I'm not gonna wear like feather boas and like all that kind of crazy. You're telling me not you're not like, gonna do that? I mean, look, if we do this <laughs> podcast again in a year, I might be just decked out in like pink feather boas and like '70s bell bottoms. Yeah. But don't hold your breath. So I feel like a lot of musicians. Uh, I look up to them more for just their aesthetic taste on themselves, not necessarily like copying what they do. Um, uh, probably more older musicians like Hank Williams, like we're looking at like that record up there on the oh, yeah. wall where he's wearing like this dope silver belly open road Stetson with like a pink tie and a Navy blazer. And it, he looks awesome. Miles Davis is actually probably my number one musician style. Numero no. Yeah. Later on he went, total like Liberace style and super crazy when he was older but I mean if you see those shots of him in the 50s it is the coolest like Ivy style with the Oxfords right, and like right. the like the check plaid mm-hmm. like sport coats and just like he did the you know the uh, kind of neckerchief thing like really early on and had like cool knit ties and um, yeah so th- he, he was in Bill Evans is another one so a lot of the 50s late 50s jazz stuff I really it's just super clean and and I love that look. He's given so many like, I, I can't. Ex- what do you call this expression? Okay, symbol. Yeah, he's doing he's yes. doing that a lot. Yes. So, <laughs> so when you are touring, because Shania Twain's like a, a country artist, right? Yeah. Do they? This might like you know. Let's get some inside baseball. Do they like kind of give you any direction on how to dress? Do you have? Have you ever gone in? We we have stage outfits for for her shows because oh, okay. they're really it's really specific. Um, Is there a in her branding show. thing, kind of like y'all have to look. I think the consistency factor is just it's it's really common among shows just because they you know they they try to cater the lighting to what shades of clothing that you're wearing okay that makes sense uh, yeah and a lot of what we've done is very has been very because she's a country artist but it's like country pop rock it's Mm -hmm. like a mix and um you know mutt lang her ex-husband that produced all that stuff was involved in acdc and def leppard and all these kind of rock bands so it has that like kind of rock vibe so it's a lot of a lot of black um, kind of leather jackets and, mm-hmm. and boots and jeans and stuff like that. So it's 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 more on the kind of rock side, actually. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and once once we get settled into the look, that's like the look for the tour. At least mm-hmm. that's the way it's been since I've been with her. So are those the clothes? Like, do you own those clothes or is no? It- they're like in a in like a wardrobe case. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because there, there's one picture of you while you were performing where you were wearing like a pea coat and like a. Uh, but that, that's, that's yours though, right? Yeah, like that, that was one. recently. So so on the tours, there's like set stuff. Uh, the last like 
year when we've been doing a lot of promo stuff for her new record, it's just been like, use your own stuff, but wear black. Hmm. So that was mine. That was actually, we were playing the halftime show of the Grey Cup, which is like the Canadian Super Bowl for the CFL. Okay. And there was, there was a blizzard happening. It was like 15 or 20 Jesus. degrees. So like that was my like flat cap or eight panel flat cap. And, uh, and my like old Navy black pea coat that I was wearing. So those clothes were mine. When you say old Navy, is it from the <laughs> no, sorry, old Navy you know or what? old <laughs> comma I'm Navy. really glad that you actually said that. It, <laughs> It's an old comma navy okay. peacoat. Yeah, Got we it. just have to make sure that our, our followers don't yeah, be we like are not sponsored by old navy, <laughs> and we will never be. No, it, it would. <laughs> I would lose all credibility if I'm like, yeah, you know, I was playing on stage in my old navy peacoat <laughs> that I got for Christmas from my aunt. Mm-hmm. Like that was it Black was, Friday sale. Yeah, Black Friday sale. It was ten dollars. Mm-hmm. So when when they when like you you know they give you a wardrobe but do you kind of get to like pick out it's like oh out of the stuff on the wardrobe this most matches my aesthetic yes okay yeah yeah so yeah. I would go in and like you know like on on the last big tour that we did um, in 2015 that was like an extended tour mm-hmm. like we got to choose from like fry boots I like went on the on the fry website and like yeah. picked the right boots oh, that's and I get cool. to pick yeah and we, there was there was a lot of jackets that were like John Varvatos or All Saints and I just got to go in and kind of. I, and I usually would go for John the more Varvatos, classic. John Varvatos, that's like the uh, the vampire store. <laughs> that's what we call it whenever we walk by it. <laughs> They've got it looks like a vampire store. It's exclusively for vampires. It's but for like, like rock like rock musicians, that's like that is like Brooks Brothers. Okay. Like it is huh. the home base. Like like hmm. John Varvatos and All Saints for like rock musicians is I'm I'm serious. It is it's that that much of a thing i could see it yeah and so i would just go when i would go in i'd try to find the most classically styled thing that they make because honestly some of the some of the jackets from them some of them are way too kind of like rock stuff for Mm me but some of them are you know they're based on old like shot perfecto jackets or something like that or kind of anything like that so i would pick the more classically probably more utilitarian simplistic version of whatever it was okay so, how would you currently describe your style? Like, if you had to try to, like, put... Cause let, let's talk about, like, what he's wearing right now, so, right? Because earlier someone asked for a full body shot <laughs> of, your, of your outfit. So well, it'll just, be on Instagram. Let, let, yeah, it's, it, this is on Instagram. So, if you're, if you're listening to this, you missed out. <laughs> um, but we can just describe it here. Yeah, he's wearing a linen. Uh, well, why don't you take us through that this? Looks like, that was like, oh, we're talking about so the cap start of the very this top. Is, yes. This is actually from a brand. I just bought this last week at Inspiration. The, we can talk the company's that, right? called Blue Made. Um, I and blew myself. They're based, out of, they're based out of Brooklyn, New York. Um, and this is like a Belgian linen cap. And it's fully unstructured, and it's it's just awesome. I can wear the brim down. I can wear it flipped up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like one of them is like for like serious mode. Other one's like what? <laughs> which one is which? It's up to you to find out. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So that's yeah, that's the cap. Um, the blazer is uh, it's like a it's like a striped triple striped blazer. It's got regatta like English yeah. regatta yeah. yeah. Three roll two from Black Fleece. Yes, I saw the label. Yes, oh, I was gonna say that's a really a lot of a lot of the the uh, kind of tailoring and stuff that I have is is Tom Brown stuff. Whether it's 
actual like Tom Brown label or it's Black Fleece, mm. Brooks Brothers Black Fleece. Um, so this is this is a Brooks Brothers Black Fleece jacket that I picked up at Wasteland with oh, the tags wow. on it Jesus. for like 80 bucks and it's like a $900 jacket. Christ. So Wasteland is definitely a place that I, I live like two blocks from it so I'm there all the time. How are we not there right now? I hope no one like figures out where you live. It's also, <laughs> it's also nine, well, they, if they want to go knock down every door within two, <laughs> two blocks, blocks of, of Wasteland. Wasteland. <laughs> um, yeah, and then and then I've got I've got a vintage uh, blue uh, wool knit tie on, just a, a a white Oxford shirt from Uniqlo. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Cool. Yeah, and he's got that cool spessatura. He's got the the collar buttons undone. Yeah, and I, I also have the top the top button of the of the shirt undone, just because I I just get super hot when I yeah. when I <laughs> believe us, he gets super hot. <laughs> But I, I kind of like I kind of like just having that having an open up there. I like the look of it, and it also just feels like, more. You casual. know, it's like 2004. Just got off work. Uh, or, cover of uh, yes. John Travolta at the premiere of Bolt. <laughs> That's my favorite look. I don't know that look. He's wearing, I kind he's of wearing like a really shitty like baggy sharkskin suit. Like the first two buttons of his shirt are undone, his ties like down to the middle, shirt's completely untucked. Well, that's the look I'm going for, so I'm yeah. glad you made We're gonna, that connection. We'll put that picture of John Travolta on the Style and Direction that Instagram. That be the like preview for this episode. <laughs> we should call this episode John Travolta's Bolt Outfit. Yeah. <laughs> that's a cool idea. We should name the episodes like random bad outfits. Okay. What about that Michael Phelps suit? Oh man! Please the one, use that. The one where he's wearing like a three-piece suit, but the pants are so low-rise that you, there's like vest, shirt, then pants. Yes, oh, God. His, the awful. rise of his pants are like barely above his genitals. Yikes! And then the yeah, look the, the vest is like three inches away from the top of his pants. Fuck. There's like pooling, like puddling. Pooling. Of pants. That's, a, that's that's a good one. Yeah, at, of uh, yeah, at his shoes, it's just like. It looks crazy. And the thing is, he's such an athletic guy and he's an Olympic athlete. Right. Like he would look great in the right suit, but it looks like he was like, oh, I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to go to the mall and like <laughs> buy this suit. And like oh the guy who God. was, <laughs> did you find yeah, it? Yeah, we just found it. Yeah, but also just like, he's got look the, at his face. He's got that Clark Kent uh, thing going on. Yeah, that is bad. It's really bad. It's, it's really awful. bad. I mean, uh, he's he's an American hero, but... But that is we love you. Awful. But no, I think it's a okay. So Spencer scrolling through, it's like every outfit is just well, like that. It looks like he maybe the suit was like the pants were tailored to be higher rise, and he just didn't do it. He just kind of pulled them down. Yeah, he was like, no. Take it from us, guys. High rise trousers are the best way to live. They really, they really are. Yeah, and I'm, I'm wearing. So I, oh yeah, the, continue. For pants. Um, on the high rise note, this is the kind of it's it's hard to find super high-rise denim oh yeah um okay but these these are the lvc 1933s i believe i have those um yeah they're 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 really great and i found these at wasteland also what the fuck in in hollywood we are going to to wasteland yes (laughs) and uh yeah and then i get all of my not that anybody is asking about socks but i get all my socks at uniqlo honestly they have so do we we Same. just wearing them right now I, when i posted the picture of that on instagram uh a lot of people were like same like guys from like all the tailoring places a suit supply uh, guy that we met same thing they're so your socks right now oh yeah they're um, they're uniqlo all three socks. of us are wearing uniqlo yeah. socks we're the honestly three every like per- guy that i know that's into menswear wears uniqlo because yeah. they have 
every shade. Oh, yeah. They're they're actually nice socks. They have different textures. Right. And uh, so all of my socks are those. So Sponsored they're just post, like, huh, from yeah. Uniqlo, please. Yeah. They are definitely not sponsoring yet but they should no, be they should i get i get sometimes i get shit at, uh, at work because where i i work the uh, dude uh factory i'm I, when i talk shit on work i don't want to say the name you've said the name before but you, you work know, at the dude factory the dude factory, the dude factory. men's warehouse we're we're, <laughs> we're supposed to sell uh the fun socks like all the time like that's our new big accessory that we're supposed to throw on with everything this just in from 2011 i'm so bad at selling fun socks because i hate them and they're like so fun socks are in now and i'm like i guess no, no. it's like are you wearing any i'm like <laughs> oh yeah i think someone told me a story of like he was yeah one time my boss told me to start wearing more fun socks so i could yeah, and he used better. to do them yeah he used I to wear will, like stripes okay. and whatever. yeah i wear i still wear striped socks but usually in like very like you know muted Classic. colors yeah um but my boss was like let's see what socks you're wearing right now and i like lifted my pant leg and they were plain white socks and he was like oh <laughs> <laughs> he was like offended yeah he was like Okay. White socks are the best. Yeah, right. I wear them all the time. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm like not wearing a suit, it's usually white socks. So. It's just a great. I mean, it's that Ivy look that you can and you can integrate it into so many different types of outfits. Like I, I try to bring white socks into a, a lot of stuff. Um, You're just uh, spraying white everywhere. Yes. <laughs> Stop. That's. And then ah, and, and then ah. kicks wise, I've got on the. Um, PF Flyer Those are, circus, okay. circus Ramblers, which are my favorite sneakers, and I wear them all the time. Yeah, like I, you know, I'm not honestly, I'm not a huge fan of. Oh, he's just sticking his foot out now. Um, flexibility. Yeah, flexible. <laughs> you heard it here, ladies. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not usually not a big fan of PF Flyers, just because I'm not a big fan of the last, and sometimes the color is a little bit weird. But the ones that you have, I know Cody has the same ones as well. He does, yeah. And they they look really really great, mm-hmm. you know. And they look great with like suits and stuff. Like I've worn them with with a couple of my Tom Brown suits, and they look they just look great at, for dressing down stuff. I mean, that's a l- big part of what I do is like trying to dress things that wouldn't be associated together that that can work. And yeah. I I just love the the sneaker look, and I know it's been overdone, but if you use the right type of sneakers, it's it can be really fantastic so in the pf flyer stuff like i have a huge collection of pf flyers but these are these are my favorite ones that i have i want to find the toffee version i've been looking on ebay and haven't found them in my size the the exact same shoe sounds yummy yes that yep (laughs) (laughs) okay so uh for those listening our mic situation right now is ethan is holding one right in between us and occasionally he'll just like point the mic at me as if i have a joke (laughs) he's like kind of just preempting me for that i'm trying to get him to be funny and i didn't have anything (laughs) but you had a great story about the placement of the microphone i did yeah (laughs) yep (laughs) so there we go there we go Uh, so what other like what do you like to collect Mm -hmm. you know what's what's in your closet right now a lot a lot of stuff i have i mean i have a lot of same right spencer (laughs) oh yeah yeah i mean it's i definitely got so my brother and i both got this from our dad he loves thrifting um not necessarily clothing but just the idea of finding kind of treasures and stuff like that so uh, um, i would say a majority of the stuff that is in my closet almost all of it except for like uniqlo stuff and things like that it's stuff that I've got. I've, I bought secondhand. Oh wow! Whether it's at a vintage shop, 
a fair amount of it's from vintage shops like Paper Moon and like Relic Throwing Vintage. Throwing that sponsor out there. Yeah, Paper, pa- Paper, Paper Moon I, is fantastic. I go there all the time. It's on Hollywood Boulevard. Sunset. 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 Yeah, it's on, or off well, of Sunset. It's 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 over near the Vista Google Theater. It. Yeah. yeah. Google it. You'll find it. I'm yeah. not Google. Um, and so so I yeah almost all of it's from either vintage shops or thrift shops you know kind of goodwill salvation army stuff less so now i haven't been doing that as much most of it's like places like wasteland that have a somewhat curated collection uh, of stuff but what do you look for exactly like do you <clears throat> grab- yeah, what's, what's your strategy when you walk into a vintage shop do you go in there saying i'm looking for this specific uh item or do you go in there and just let the universe bring to you whatever it may uh, usually i go in it's actually different when i go into a vintage shop than it is if i go into like wasteland mm-hmm. Um, because with Wasteland, I usually am finding clothes that are somewhat new and I know the labels. Okay. So like I know if I find something that's like Junior Wantanabe or Tom Brown or kind of, you know, labels like that, um, I, I immediately kind of really look the, the item over because mm-hmm. you kind of just want to get in and look through everything as quickly as you can. And sometimes just kind of looking for basic fabric and label kind of as you're going, you kind of, then you kind of double back and check more stuff out. When I go into a vintage shop, I kind of have things that I am looking for in general. Like okay. I'm like, I need a pair of blue high-waisted pleated trousers, mm-hmm. or I need a pair of like khaki forties army pants. Yeah. Um, and then within that, like, Obviously, as you guys know, like when you go in, you might find something that was not on your radar at all, and it's the dopest thing in the world. And that you're happens like, to me too many times. Yeah, I end up spending yeah. too yeah. much money. <laughs> so, so I definitely, I, I kind of go in with with mindsets, but things things just change. I mean, sometimes you walk into a Goodwill and you're like, "What is this?" Or, um, so it really it really depends on the store. But but I'm I'm open for anything whenever I walk in anywhere when it's not when you're not buying it new you have to be yeah. you get used to that you know yeah down for whatever Budweiser <laughs> yes I love that bud uh but, like, but what do you like look for like you know you're obviously not just buying random 40 stuff like is there like a specific because you're wearing a three-roll to kind of like you know it's a modern you know Brooks Brothers Fleece Tom Brown collaboration thing right mm-hmm. but it's very like you know early 60s looking mm-hmm. you know yeah and so like what, what do you look for in that regard well, aesthetics. You know the the one thing, and we were, we were talking about this earlier tonight. The one thing about Without Spencer, what? But Spencer wasn't here, right? Oh yes, yeah. Spencer wasn't here, so he, we'll, he got here, and then because we were at Boba earlier, so Ooh, yeah, because it's out on that because I live in Orange County, so <laughs> the OC. Don't call it that. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, I, the reason I like the Tom Brown stuff is it it actually fits my body type more. The problem with a lot of the actual sixty stuff is the jackets are too long and they don't mm-hmm. they don't look good on me i don't have that kind of like i'm not short but i don't have that like lanky kind of figure and 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 um uh just kind of like stomach area like it's just not elongated yeah. so those jackets end up looking super weird on me so the tom brown stuff is obviously based on that kind of like late 50s early 60s stuff but it's cropped mm-hmm. and so that i really like like i like with my trousers when i buy vintage trousers Usually what I do is I end up moderately tapering them below the knee or just above the knee gradually as it goes down. So I'll do like an inch and a quarter, three in, three quarters of an inch, and then half an inch at the bottom. And then I'll add bigger cuffs than they usually had. So a lot of the cuffs on those vintage trousers are like what one and three quarters. Yeah. I'll usually end up getting like two to two and a half, hmm. which is obviously more in the kind of Tom Brown zone. Yeah. And I get them cropped a little bit higher. Not a whole lot. I've got, I've, I've, 
met a little bit more in the middle, but I, I like to have mine right above the ankle bone. So I kind of go in and like with, I know with trousers, it's a really easy change to make those, right. those moves and jackets are a lot harder. So with jackets, most of my jackets are Tom Brown jackets, um, for, for tailoring stuff, just cause I know I get it. I can get it off eBay and I know it fits me. Okay. Like I bought a Navy, um, black fleece suit and it came in the mail and just, it just fit immediately. I didn't have to do anything to the jacket. Thing. yeah so I, I just kind of like know with cert with that brand that it works for me so and then and so similar cuts is what you look for with like yeah other stuff okay yeah and i like you know i like to have it where the where i'm buttoning whatever button i'm buttoning is just right above my kind of waistband mm-hmm. right just, i don't like a whole lot of shirt showing there so yeah. i kind of know these types of things when i go in and and uh I, I know what fit and aesthetic i want like with ties i I don't wear a lot of like really loud kind of swing vintage ties, which I have nothing against it. Some people rock them and kill it. But I, I think my ties are more minimalistic. I don't wear a lot of like silk pocket squares. Like I like to wear white linen. Yep. That's it. Yep. And I'm always in a white pocket square. Yeah, it's 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 great. I mean, it works with it works with everything. And oh, yeah. depending right. on what I'm going for, like I'll either have it like I do now where it's a little bit more um, TV fold thing going on. Yeah, but I'll actually this is layered it's, a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a layered layered one that's a little bit it's like showing the the edges mm-hmm. of the of the pocket square. If I'm going for something even more kind of TV fold, I'll flip it upside down so it's really clean. Yeah. You know, the obviously that kind of Mad Men Don Draper look. So, yeah, so I I definitely know what I what I like and I like to do twists on kind of classic items. I never wear just like I want to wear all 40s. Like I, I that some people kill that look. I, it just doesn't do anything for me. I I have to have variation or try to attempt to do something that either hasn't been done before or something in that exact way hasn't quite been done before or at the very least something that I haven't done before. Interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. So do you want to – should we just transition to – Yeah, we can tra- – yeah, well, so – uh, we're gonna should we take a quick break yeah, and then we'll, we'll let's take a little quick break and then we're gonna get dude. yeah we'll be right back with some style and direction. Woo. All right, hi guys, welcome back to Style and Direction. Uh, so podcast without all the stuffiness. We've this is the first time we've taken a break, so we don't know the product. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even at the moment we're recording. I don't know what music we're going to use as a bumper for this. So I'm assuming it's going to be really funny. Yeah. Oh, you better hope it is uh, because uh, you just built it up. And speaking of really funny, here's a joke that I came up with. What's funny? Luis Guzman. Oh my god. Does anyone ever call you that? <laughs> Nobody's ever called the fact that we now have this back to the future thing from Ethan and then that joke, you guys are you're just breaking new ground. Yeah. It's honestly fantastic. And may I suggest using Limp Biscuit as the uh Oh yeah, that's do a it all idea. for the nookie would be a great yeah. intro to into this section of the podcast. That's that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you guys need some more new metal. Like, we well, go. just let's look up who played at uh, Woodstock '99, and we'll just pick something from there. <laughs> some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. The the bird from um, Family Guy from from nuts. <laughs> nope. What's Woodstock? Oh, I'm just You're kidding. I'm just okay. Kidding. I know it's a it's a it's a concert. 
You said it, not me. Um, so uh, it's not that kind of part. It's not that kind of show. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so again, this is the first time we've taken a break because we're going to be talking. The first time we've ever taken a yeah, break. Yeah, in our lives. You know, yeah. when they say at work, take your 15, I'm like, I'm not taking a 15. Yeah, I love being a wage slave. <laughs> I love being. Working away for the man. Yeah, let's get political. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it, guys. Le- uh, Changing the world. Am I right, guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the focus of this episode is, you know, what comes next after classic men's wear? Speaking of getting political, what is to be done? <laughs> What? That's, a, that's an essay that Lenin wrote. All right, communist. <laughs> um, so that's, uh, and I think that Josh was a great, it is, not was, he's not dead yet. 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 Uh, maybe when the alien overlords it's come across this, yeah. you know, they think, oh, yeah, these, these people who made the podcast are all dead. But at the time of recording, he was not dead yeah. yet. And this will be floating around in space as a as a fossil of humankind you right know, you know that like plate that carl sagan sent out to like show aliens what humans are yeah I yeah that they send out like this episode yeah <laughs> this is the one this yeah is, they're like new. the first plate didn't work let's and, send out an episode of a podcast that nobody and, listens to. <laughs> and then i can brag to all your other guests that it was my episode there you yeah. go there yeah. you go you know after you everyone's gonna, like, get into, are you gonna text all our future guests Yep, future and past. Okay. Beat that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just aggressive. There's going to be a group chat set up for all our guests. Not us in it though. Just yeah, the guests. Everyone except us. They can yeah. they can talk about spine their back. If you guys aren't in it, they're just gonna we're just gonna talk shit about you two all the time. It's gonna be called Constantly. talking shit about Ethan and Spencer. The, pot, the group chat. There you go. Yeah. Uh no, but the reason uh that we wanted to do this topic is because, you know, Josh has a really unique style and unique take on classic menswear and it'd be cool style to style and direction. <laughs> plug in that name. <laughs> hey, that's the name of the show. There you go. Uh, there it is. I wanted to say that. Uh, but we thought, yeah, I thought we'd be good uh, to discuss that with you. So when you first started, like, were you into, like, classic stuff, like, at all? I mean, you said that they talked about the punk thing and then looking at, like, Miles Davis and everything. But did you ever wear, like, how it's, quote, supposed to be worn? No. No. I, no. Well, well, I I, no. I mean, there were, there were the items, but they were kind of through the filter of just modern photos and stuff most of the time through like like i said through instagram and just uh-huh. kind of really keeping an eye out for stuff but it was that look of like the lower rise ish men's trousers that that are like cropped with no cuffs and mm-hmm. kind of just the your standard stuff like that so I, I wasn't looking back yet at the old miles davis stuff and the bill evans okay. stuff and all that and 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 even obviously even further um with you know fred astaire and humphrey bogart yeah. and all those those dudes so that wasn't really um that wasn't really happening yet i was just i was just kind of fumbling through it i mean i would honestly say that uh some of the parts of my style were kind of there but they just hadn't been clearly articulated yet it's 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 as with when learning anything fairly early on you can sense what the person is going towards they're just not there yet and it just takes i mean i think people don't realize how much um attention to detail over extended periods of time that it takes and practice it takes to actually be able to put together new and interesting outfits on a daily basis and have a wardrobe that's not just pieces of clothing that are cool individually but pieces that work together that is it's it takes a lot of time so um you know, I'll look back and be like, oh, I'd still wear that color scheme like that's still the basic colors I use but the pants were lower rise 
Maybe um, I don't like the way that the brown on the belt goes with the brown shoes. They weren't the right shade. Uh, stuff like that where I'm like, I would just articulate these things differently now. But the kind of basic building blocks are there. Uh, and it, it's very similar to music. Like, as far as uh, my philosophy is, I really like to learn how to learn rather than learn. What a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, rather than like just accepting facts of a given subject and, and memorizing things, I like the process of of learning things. And, and, and I think the way that I learned with clothing was a lot of, it was very similar to what I did with music. Um, I had been through the process, so I kind of understood how it was going to gr- take it was going to take time and a lot of work, but you just need to keep working at it and keep refining. Right. Yeah. Right. So like, earlier you said that you didn't want to do like a carbon copy of stuff. Right. So how did, how did that, like, how did you approach it with that mindset? Like, Oh, I like this stuff, but I'm not going to do it the way they do it. I'm going to do my own like spin. Like what, what's the driving force behind you wanting to be different and doing, you know, cropped, like high rise pants a little bit different than tom brown you know that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff i think i think once again like it goes back to that's the way i that's the way i did it with music was like i want to do like i played a lot i I play a lot but i i I sort of got known playing blues music and it was Mm -hmm. like i it was the same thing there where i was like i love this music but when i would see people do like essentially an impersonation of bb king or t-bone walker or any of these um amazing blues artist i was like this it just makes me go why don't i just actually go listen to that person yeah instead of listening to this person do an impersonation that they'll never be as good as the original it just it's just not possible so it's the same thing with clothing like i look back and see photos of you know james dean or or bob dylan or whatever and i just go i'm not going i don't want to do it or if you if you even go further back to mm-hmm. like you know Jimmy Stewart and 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 uh, Cary Grant and stuff, I don't want to do exactly what they did because they did it so well. So I might wear something relatively similar, but my trousers will be a little bit more cropped. They'll be the cuff will be a little bit bigger. They'll be a little bit more tapered. Um, you know, the jacket will probably be a little shorter, and the shoes that I wear might be like a weird take on something where they're like some of the Mark McNary stuff that he's done, where it's like a classic long wing brogue, but with like a day night sole, or even like a military combat sole on a mm. dress shoe. So it's like that take of kind of taking really classic items and flipping them on their head, but then pairing it with other straight up classic items and kind of like mixing and matching without throughout an outfit. Um, which is why I think I keep a lot of my color schemes fairly simplistic because a lot of the work that I'm trying to do, I don't want it to be too strange. I want it to be the work's usually done by proportions and variations on stuff like that rather than through color where okay. some people really experiment more with color. Yeah. Dang, that's, that's, yeah, so, I mean, that was but, really cool. Because, I mean, that's <laughs> kind of – okay, Ethan, you're going to know way more about this than I will. Um his arm's super tight from holding that mic. Um, <laughs> but isn't that kind of like, you know, <laughs> the, like the Japanese, like, kind of, you know, I think there's a better word for it, but like kind of anti-fit thing where it's generally very, you know, kind of like not classic colors, like just very subdued colors. Yeah. You know, like closer that. To, if you, oh, yeah. If you look at like, I don't know if I took a lot of pictures of inspiration of, of, of uh, random people, but randos, randos, rando Calrissian. Um, the, 
<laughs> I'm proud of Lucy that one. Solo. Yeah. Uh, Solo coming out in May 28th, I think. I don't know. They're not sponsoring this, so I don't know. Uh, but no, like, yeah, like, like Spencer said, like, these Japanese people have such a great concept of American style and then, like, like I said, flipping it on its head. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they do, like, really wide leg chinos, which could be actually be vintage from, like, the 50s, but then they'll, like, get them super cropped. Maybe yeah. they'll roll them. Maybe they'll be, like, super distressed mm-hmm. and then wear them with, like, you know, white socks or, like, wear them with, like, Birkenstocks or something like that. And I think that's that's super cool and it goes with that theme of, like, you know, maybe maybe they have the same idea of no one can do it as well as they did back then. So why yeah. don't we do our version of exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and and I I take a lot of inspiration. My brother and I both do. We talk about it. And I'm sure if you guys have him on, he's going to talk about it as well. Um, we will. And Spoilers. you've mentioned that book Ametora, which is a fantastic book. Which and Spencer I, hasn't read yet. It's I want so, to. It's really good. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's so well researched and. It's, it's so like clear. The third time it's come up it's, on the podcast. This it's is, really great. Are you getting w, mad at me? No, no I'm just saying, like, David. <laughs> We're pissed. Uh, yeah. David, w. David Marks or D- David W. Marks? Um, I have the book right there. Um, what, what, and it just says Marks on the side, so I don't know. <laughs> there we go. I love Marks. Um, this is Mark. Carl. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a great. I think it's, it's, it's not only that they don't think they can do it as well as them, but it's also they don't hold them to this kind of like holy standard either mm-hmm. it's like they they have an immense respect for it but it's not this thing of like oh if you're if your pants are are really cropped then it's it's an absolute travesty yeah they don't have that kind of they don't hold it to that same kind of like standard there so i think that i think that that's a very similar mentality to what i do okay yeah all right oh uh, no um I missed that. I was actually uh, messing with Instagram. Yeah, I was messing with Instagram. Um, but that's that's super cool. How Spencer? How do you feel about about like with your personal style? Well, because as we've talked about many times, um, I'm kind of I'm still I'm still super into vintage, and I wear uh, at least one vintage piece almost every day. But I, I I am also getting out of that. I have to you know I'm trying to recreate outfits from this specific point in time, and now dressing in what do I feel comfortable in and what do I think, you know, looks good. So I'm wearing, I'm wearing like, you know, modern stuff, like mixing and matching, like modern and vintage stuff. Um, kind of just like, uh, creating my own vintage inspired thing. So yeah, I mean, I don't want to make this all about me, but yeah, no, I get, I get what you're saying when you're, when you're like, I'm, I'm never going to be able to recreate this exactly. So why try like let's just go for something else let's do something new yeah i i I think that there's i think that there's a lot there and it's also and i'm gonna make so many music analogies but this is what i do so it's it's hard for me not to it's it's also we have this view now that everything is available um you know through like with music it's like on spotify and youtube like everything that has ever been recorded is there Mm -hmm. and people people back in the day didn't have that kind of source to look through Mm-mm. so we can take all of these disparate things of like military looks mixed with tailoring yeah. mixed with ivy stuff mixed with like cuban stuff from the 30s mm-hmm. uh and and we can we can make this amalgam amalgamation of all those things just because we have our smartphone and we can in 10 minutes see a photo of you know an like an old american actor and we can see an, an old walker evans photo from his trips to cuba which i have in a in a like coffee table book over there, and there's some amazing outfits that they were wearing in Cuba in the 30s. It's yeah. incredible. 
Um, and you can integrate that all because it's it's just it's running through your neurons and your brain all the time. It's like you're taking in this information from these disparate areas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like so, I have a I have an album on my phone just like inspiration that's like six thousand images. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I ask him for stuff constantly because it's just I it's, put it on Google Drive and he refuses to look at it because he knows where everything is. So that, I think I that's don't. the difference. <laughs> Maybe he just has more free time than I do. But I bet those photos range from probably the earliest, the early yeah. n- like 1900s, all mm-hmm. the way up to the last couple weeks. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. is so cool. And and there there are other people like I, like somebody like Nick Wooster. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely don't try to copy the kind of drop crotch stuff, and he goes way out there. But what I love about him is not that I love every outfit; it's that he's willing to try. He's willing to try anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's super important. And um, I mean, there are definitely little things from him that I've been like, oh, I'd like to do something similar to that. But I would say it's more just the fearlessness of like, I'm just going to try this. And if it doesn't work, who gives a shit? Yeah. You, there's tomorrow is a new day and you're going to figure out a new outfit and and you know, and you're going to go live in it. It's like what Andy said on the last episode, I actually really liked. And I said this him an inspiration. I love the idea of like, you are spending time, whether it's the night before or the day of putting together your outfit. And then the second you walk out the door, none of that matters anymore. You just are living, you're living as yourself that day. And the work goes, the work is already happening. The work is going through all the time you spent learning this stuff. And then the specific time you spent on that outfit. And then the second you leave, you just live. You don't sit and like stare at your clothing all day and talk about it. Unless you're talking with other, you know, menswear people, but like, but like, you, you know, once it's on, just live. And mm-hmm. I think that that's, that's really important. Do you think that you need to have the concept, like the basic understandings of men's where to make it work? You know, because obviously, I mean, you know what goes together, you know, blue and brown tend to go together Well, are you, are you just basically saying it's like, you know, learn the rules before you break them? Yeah, well, I'm wondering how important it is because like you said, you know, you didn't really do classic menswear when you first started. You know, you did the punk thing and then you kind of fell into this. I'm wondering how important those basics were to you or did you do it while it was happening i was learning it as it was happening so you're doing like cropped but also like oh these these pants fit but they're cropped yes that's so interesting like i feel like you know if i like all stuff that i do that's a little bit more out there you know when i experiment it's always like a version of what i did before Mm -hmm. you know like i had like wide leg chinos like oh what if i just rolled them a little bit higher you know but i got a separate piece just to do that because i i don't you know, commit as much as you do where all of your pants are cropped or whatever. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's something that's super interesting to me because I, you know, I went through the whole like doing GQ first, mm-hmm. then learning classic menswear, yeah. then doing vintage menswear, then combining the two. And then kind of, you know, now I'm like kind of experimenting a lot more with casual stuff. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, you know? and I think a lot of it happens as you're doing it for me, because I think that if you sit and like kind of just pontificate on these ideas and not, and not putting it into practice. And not putting it into yeah. practice, it just doesn't work. So there, there's plenty of like pairs of pants that in the last couple of years, I ended up getting them cropped. And I wish now that I had put cuffs on them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I didn't. And now it's like, okay, well, now I'm doing that with, with pants that I'm acquiring now. Because I, I realized, I mean, I do like some pants without cuffs. And I think it's cool to have both. But I've really been enjoying uh, having bigger cuffs and just having cuffs in general. And like, so, you know, sometimes you end up getting into something and you, you kind of commit to it and then you're like, oh, that's not a, even exactly what I, 
exactly right. what I want now. So, you know, you just have to go and learn in practice and you're going to buy a bunch of stuff that you're probably either never going to wear or you're going to yeah. wear it once or twice and you're going to sell it or you know, what, or give it the, to a friend or whatever. The hard part with us, I think, is because we're all into vintage, so it's way easier for us to be like, oh, yeah, that's weird. I'm going to buy that and then... And then never, never, and never, never wear it. it. You know, as opposed to guys who spend a lot of money on something and then they end up keeping it for us it's like so cheap it's like why not like why don't you buy it <laughs> or, or you get something and you're really excited and then you go home and you realize it doesn't fit yeah that hasn't really happened to me that as happened, much that happened to me when i first got into it Definitely. like i would uh, like i would try something on and I'm like oh shit this is so good and then i would overlook the stuff and then i would go home and oh, wear it and then yeah I'd be okay like, mm, can't wear this anymore so do you have any like okay so now that you've kind of gotten to this post classic men's even though you weren't really into it to begin with mm-hmm. um like what were some major mistakes that you've done oh i mean so many like <laughs> the rise of the pants is a mm-hmm. huge thing and especially like on just my body type like i look way better in high-rise trousers and i think everyone does yeah, yeah i think record. i think most people do but like i definitely notice a huge difference I, I noticed a huge difference with myself where I was like, man, like, like I, I'm now still in the process of just getting rid of anything that's not mm-hmm. high enough. Cause I, I wear it. And I'm like, I don't, this doesn't look as good. Yeah. And some of them are really nice pieces from like really quality companies where I'm like, I wish this were the same pair of pants, but just higher, higher rise. But that's obviously not something you can change. So I'm just, I've just been selling it. Um, and that's why I've been buying a lot of vintage trousers and then, tapering them a little bit and cropping them the a little heresy. bit i know see that's the thing is like huh. i would i would rather my my mentality is is i would rather have it be worn all the time and i think the ultimate goal of clothing is that it should be worn yeah and um i get that that i know you don't uh, do stuff to was it pre fifties? Is that your? I typically don't uh, taper anything pre fifties. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I I just did a couple weeks ago, what and like I wore those pants to to inspiration, those brown forties right. trousers. Right. And I didn't do a whole lot. It's not like I was like, you know, they're now like skin tight. Mm-hmm. But I I just did when a little could, bit because right? I, I, you could, I could, and I and now <laughs> if I will. You wanted to. Yes. <laughs> you can make those pants into a quilt. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna just tear them open and sleep in them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I I just feel like if I'm doing minor changes and and it retains the ultimate goal of the of of the uh, garment, then and I end up wearing it because I just I I don't like uh, my my trousers to be as wide as they yeah. as they were i like them moderately tapered because i just, mean that's that's also what people did back in the day because people kept their stuff forever and so say someone bought a suit in like 1948 and the pants were super wide the jacket was very bold and then it's 1960 and so they would go to their tailor they would have everything kind of slimmed down maybe have the shoulders reduced stuff like that so that is something that people did yeah to continue wearing their clothes some of the crazy ones that i mean that that's fine but we've seen no, but no, um, the, the judgment in that. In no, that I just remember just like palpable. there were a few times when you would see like a '30s jacket where the lapels were slimmed down in like mm-hmm. the '60s, and it's just it's or just, double-breasted suits that were turned into single-breasted suits. Yeah, like that's just, but that's just like somebody being a dumbass. Well, I mean, but also, I mean, the fact remains that they probably didn't have another suit, and they probably wanted to keep up with the times, sure. and they would just change whatever sure. one they had. Yeah. But now it's like, I mean. 
I wouldn't wear it, but I'm sure some cool guy out there would be like, this is a cool jacket. I'd, I'd, I'd rock it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So those are that's your mistake, high right pants. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's it's definitely mistake. something that I did for a long time. I, you know, early on, I did. I didn't do the super crazy socks with like cheese on them. <laughs> I but. have socks somewhere with sushi on them. Oh fuck! Oh, they're, they're they're sky blue, and then oh. there's sushi on them. I, so, I gave them to my friend MJ because I don't wear them. So bad. But After I, my boss directed me to get more fun socks, I bought a bunch that day, and I tried to get stuff. It's like, okay, these are fun socks that I would wear, and then I wore them like maybe once, and never never since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like. I really don't like. No. I really don't like you know crazy socks so but i did that early on not the super crazy ones but i had plenty of fairly bright colored socks or like with a bunch of stripes or stuff like that just i would never wear that now i just wear single color right but what about like failed experimentations that you tried to do anything that you've been like oh yeah i think i can pull this off you know not something that you've matured over but um I would have to well I definitely think once again this kind of relates to the trouser thing is tucking your shirt in with lower rise trousers oh, yeah. looks like shit mm-hmm. because the oh, shirt's yeah. constantly coming out it it makes even thin people look like they have a gut mm-hmm. it it looks awful so the, I I spent a long time trying to tuck in shirts and I wasn't doing the kind of like I guess the military tuck where you yeah, tuck yeah. into the boxers which is I do that all the time now that's that's I do that with essentially every time I I tuck a shirt in. Okay. Um, because it just keeps yeah. it keeps my my shit in there, and and that's that's what Bro, I want. You keep you poop in your boxers. Yes. It keeps it in there. Yes. I go to Uniqlo a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. It happened again. <laughs> I you just so, loudly enough. So <laughs> I'm was, thinking about moving near a Uniqlo so I can just stick my head out the window and let them know that it's happened again. So they're just gonna have to like throw it <laughs> out the window. I, I remember there was a time uh, I I wasn't there for this, but you know the manager was closing at Banana Public and we were just kind of reflecting over weird experiences in uh in retail. And she said that one time a guy like kind of walked in, just really kind of like, kind of like stressed out, right? And he was like. Where's the underwear? And she's all like, <laughs> it's over there. And then he's like, okay, cool, thanks. And then he bought some. And then like he like you know like you know he went out for a little bit and whatever. He bought some, like walked out. So like, that's fine. And then one of the other managers, it was a guy, and he went to the restroom and he's he smelled like something was awful in there. And he looked in the restroom and there was some dirty pair of underwear. And he told the other manager and they're like, oh, I guess that guy must have pooped his pants. <laughs> Had to buy underwear <laughs> at that day, change oh it, God. and he bought. At least he bought. At least he paid for them, you know. Instead of like just a taking a random one. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I he wish. Probably, what did he eat? That guy, I. That guy, like to this day, probably still like when he's trying to fall asleep, just thinks about that time that he pooped his pants <laughs> at a Banana Republic. Or that's a regular thing for him. Oh shit! Which is worse? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it happening once and you have to live with it forever. Well, no, definitely like pooping your pants all the time. That's yeah, definitely worse. But he might get into it at a certain point and be like, this is kind of my, this is my bag. Yeah, like the, the this diaper, is my poop bag. diaper fetishist. <laughs> Diapies. That's, that's, a, dar- that's a dark web thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to get on the uh, Tor network. <laughs> Cost 50,000 bitcoins. <laughs> <laughs> another another thing was just, just fit stuff with shirts where I'd be like, oh, the, you know, the sleeves just a little long i'll just roll up the sleeves and then you're just like why and it like like now now i either am very specific like i either go get it 
like I go get my sleeves taken up and I make sure it fits right at the shoulder. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's fit stuff where like yeah. people let things slip or, but it's once right. again, it's the refinement of your aesthetic but, eye. And when you, early on, you just don't, you don't notice all the stuff that, that, that we notice right. now. It's like, it's hard to, it, this is a super, um, this is kind of tangential, but I think it's it's helpful. There's this guy named Steven Pinker who's like a professor at, at Harvard, and he has this thing that he talks about in this book called um, The Sense of Style, where he talks about the curse of knowledge. And he's he's talking about how difficult it is to imagine not knowing something once you know something. Mm-hmm. And it happens almost immediately once you know something. It's hard to put yourself right. in that position of not knowing it. And I think that happens all the time for musicians if I notice it and with clothing too we're like we're seeing stuff when somebody tries something on that like they are not seeing oh yeah and 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 there are people with even keener eyes that are seeing stuff we're not it's just like that continuum is pretty vast so I think a lot of it is just you have to refine it and there's not really a whole lot you can do other than listen to people that are more experienced tell you about their mistakes right. and try to keep those kind of floating around your head so you try to minimize that amount of fuck uppery as much as you can <laughs> mm-hmm. you know right but that still sounds like a lot of mistakes like do you ever like experiment be like i really want to try this and then it just did not work for you or, um or you just pull off everything that you like and it's no, just no, super I mean, cool no i i probably put it on in my apartment looked in the mirror was like i don't like this hmm. what's, I, what's a good example of that one like in recent ones. It's, one, been, like, it's you know. been. Are you just trying to get like blackmail? Yeah, yeah, I just want to blackmail. Like, describe a bad no, like, uh, like you, know, you know, trying to. I, I don't know. I mean, I would. I would end up fixing it before I leave. But it's it's stuff to like like going like, should I leave this shirt untucked when I put a jacket on, and then it ends up looking really weird and the proportions oh, okay. are off, like and then John I'll try Travolta. the shirt <laughs> like John Travolta and Bolt was Bolt. it? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. So it's a Disney um, animated movie where he plays a dog action star from a tv show but when the show gets on hiatus he thinks he's still in the tv show so he's like oh no i've got to go rescue oh, the girl ethan's favorite movie yeah i have sounds great. definitely seen this movie <laughs> so it's stuff like that but like i i feel like even when i was making a bunch of mistakes i most of the time i i wouldn't leave my place looking like a like a fool yeah I, like but i definitely tried like loud like bucket hats and stuff that I'll see photos now. I'm like that. I just, still want some. Like yeah, it's more. It's it's more stuff that I just realized wasn't me. Yeah. Than a, than a mistake on an objective level. You know what I mean? It's more like oh, I'll try this thing, and then like that's just not. That's not me. It's like mm-hmm. the thing I mentioned with like the 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 swing ties. Like other people pull it off and they look great. It doesn't just doesn't work for me. It's right. like or um, hats with small brims because I have long hair. They I can't wear small brimmed hats. Yeah. I can't do it with really with caps. I can't do it with fedoras. I can't do it really anywhere. It makes my head look like a, like, <laughs> like what? Like a pin. Like I don't No, No, that's, it's not even the, it just looks like crap. It doesn't yeah. look good. Right. So what, stuff like that. Yeah. What about you Spencer? Is there any like weird experimentations that you've done or like something that you've wanted to try uh, that you haven't exact, maybe like not well, okay, executed so, well. So, okay. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I haven't executed well. Look at my Instagram a year and a half ago. Oh. Um, but, I mean, most of this, I, I don't think I've ever went out and said, I'm going to, well, I guess my first foray into, like, vintage casual wear was uh, not great. <laughs> 
So that was an experiment, but like most of the stuff that, you know, uh, I've come to regret is just, yeah, like impulse purchases, stuff that I thought that I'd be able to wear really easily, then I haven't uh, before I really knew how things should fit. And while I was, you know, still kind of honing my aesthetic, um, going from just like straight vintage outfits into kind of more contemporary stuff, which has happened in the past like two years. So that's cool. So when you mean by <laughs> your uh, your aesthetic, like what does that mean for you now, though? What well, I mean, okay, so um, it's it's kind of tough because it's like I, I it's kind of a mix of like sixties and seventies like ivy, um, especially okay because like I have I have two different styles. Uh, there's like at least when I'm getting quote unquote more dressed up, there's work Spencer. Which is, <laughs> which is, I'm wearing. Nice to meet me. <laughs> nice to meet me. I wear like a lot of, uh, I, either like Brooks Brothers stuff or like you know, 70s does 30s and early to mid 30s stuff. That's you know doesn't have quite the exaggerated figure that late 30s, early 40s stuff has. Mm. Then there's Spencer when I'm uh, uh, Ace Reporter Spencer, uh, and that's where I do a lot of 70s like 60s and 70s casual like stuff um i wear a lot of uh loose like light garments a lot of autumn colors (laughs) um (laughs) and uh yeah like oxfords and chinos and like you know jeans and stuff like that so it's like i guess you could say my style my style my style What what about your direction my direction is forward and fast Um, my style is kind of a mix between like th- 30s academic and 60s 70s ivy i guess that makes that makes sense thanks yeah. i like it yeah for for me you know when i first started dressing up i like you know we've talked about this countless times on the podcast but like i dressed up all the time mm-hmm. you know oh, I used, we all have yeah we you know i don't know about well, josh. maybe not josh yeah, yeah yeah but yeah but for me like i wanted to look super sharp all the time you know when, I, when it was first there it was like i want to look super 30s and then after that it was like oh i kind of want to do lawrence fellows and then mm-hmm. then became like i want to look super armory and then now that i you know i've, I've done i think everything that i've wanted to do just like you spent so i've got like different modes mm-hmm. you know like if i'm gonna go to like a vintage event i want to do kind of like i don't even know what to call it like it's kind of like armory does in the 30s yeah. and then and then if like the opposite of that was like 30s does the armory i guess kind of like like i yeah. think okay 30s does the armor i think is how i do vintage outfits mm-hmm. and then when i do like a regular outfit for work it's kind of like the armory does 30s mm-hmm. And then now it's like a whole bunch of like Drake stuff, uh, which is kind of like 20, 2018 does nineteen sixty one, yeah, does yeah. like nineteen sixty two or whatever. Mm-hmm. And but if we're talking about like really experimental stuff, like post like post classic menswear, I think what I've been getting into is kind of like, kind of like a Japanese thing, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of wide leg pants, high rise with like a t shirt tucked in, and um, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up Bryceland's. Which isn't inherently Japanese, but you know it's it's run by Kenji Chung and Ethan Newton, and their stories in Tokyo. So it is. Also, it's Japanese, it's Japanese, but you know they're not Japanese. It's Japanese philosophy of like yeah. of like utilizing uh, workwear stuff within tailoring, mm-hmm. yeah. which can go wrong really quite easily, and 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 they do it 
brilliantly. They it looks so like natural on them. Like I think at Pity, there's one great picture of Kenji wearing a beret, a cable knit turtleneck mm-hmm. with a what I'm assuming is a Dalcore uh, jacket, but mm-hmm. with like vintage like monkey pants like in the frog frog skin frog right? skin like yeah. camo with white socks and like cordovan loafers and yeah. i think it yeah i gotta show you spencer it's that's that's a perfect example of like what i was talking about earlier where it's like it's a fearless example of taking on yeah the classic classic stuff and and like the you know the kind of cable knit with the with the blazer he's wearing a blazer in that photo right? yeah, yeah yeah he is yeah like that is super classic right there in like a like a great way but also timeless classic the beret adds this kind of like french kind like of like new hint, wave yeah. Fr- yeah new wave but it's it's kind of like it's kind of punk rock at the same time and then the like just the use of of the white socks adds the ivy look the loafers as well and then the kind of like military jumping right in there yeah it's great like it's such an interesting other yeah but it works yeah and you're not going to see a photo from really you're not going to see a vintage photo of anybody wearing that but yet they work together Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's so crazy and i think that's kind of where i want i want to go and i you know talking to kenji i think because you know these guys have been doing this for a long time ethan's been working in you know he did the army before that he did ralph lauren before that and it's what what's next for these guys and this is what's next and i really really like that and i think i'm kind of treading on the same journey not exactly like they are uh but i think you know me and these right me and the bryson's guys share the same philosophy of like vintage with contemporary basically i'm level. basically bryson <laughs> i mean come on guys but there's you know there's also there's becoming a, a fair amount of people in los angeles that are doing this i mean i think us three are, are very much on the same page I know right. that I know that my brother is definitely he wears more experimental stuff than I do. I mm. would say he was wearing when I went to uh, the Rose Bowl this past or last weekend. He was wearing olive like military chinos with freaking flowers embroidered on them, and mm-hmm. then with a well, I'm assuming the twenty one twenty plug plug for them. Yeah, you're welcome, Aram. Um, <laughs> but like well, I think like a shoelace as a belt. Yeah, like, yeah, and I'm right. like, that's that's so crazy. It kind of brings to mind, and I don't know if he thought of this, but you know, Fred Astaire used to wear ties as belts. You know, yeah, it, it's giving me that same kind of vibe as like, well, all I need to do is just hold my pants up. I'll just use whatever I want. Yeah, and, and sometimes you like sometimes like I I have some rope belts from Trading Post um, mm-hmm. by Doctor Collectors, which is one of I, I, a, a brand that I think is fantastic, and they do once again this kind of Japanese take on classic. Yeah classic menswear or, or classic workwear and like sailor wear almost but um but yeah sometimes even like a rope belt is too thick so like a leather shoelace is a great kind yeah, of like, like alternative re- like yeah yeah and and you can wear them off to the side you can wear them in the front all this it's all those variations are are a cool way of and wearing that with tailoring right like um you know i don't know if it worked but i, I there's a photo over there that that i did at actually well in my hat shop for um glad hand mm-hmm. um which is a an amazing japanese company um and i was wearing these high-waisted um navy um trousers from uh double rl with okay. uh what like like white or off-white kind of eggshell pinstripes with double inward pleats and then Sounds dope. Uh, they're super they're really they're really dope they're one of my favorite pairs but they're quite heavy so in la i don't get to wear them but i wore that yeah. rope belt with those and they're like dress trousers yeah and it it kind of dressed the whole outfit down and it was like everything else i was trying was suspenders it just didn't work and then a belt 
did I didn't have the right color belt. Like a, a brown was just too much. My navy wasn't the right color navy to go with the blue pants. And and then like a natural rope belt ended up being the win. But I went through all of them. I tried like five things on before I left. Um, uh, yeah, I did the same thing this past weekend. Uh, you know, because again, I was thinking of that picture of, of Kenji. And I was going to hang out with my friends. I went to the museum. And I didn't want to wear like a suit or tailoring because I do it all the time. But anything I came up with was kind of dressy. Like, I'm like, I really don't want to wear a tie to hang out with my friends. And one of the options was uh, attempting to wear, like, a blazer with uh, these really vintage, I'm not sure if they're German, but they're, like, these, like, cotton work pants that are kind of, like, this weird lavenderish blue. You can see, like, like the weave of it. And, you know, they're they're not long enough to, like, cuff normally, but, like, they have that kind of, like, messy, like, just one once-over rolled cuff. Mm-hmm. And I really was like, yeah, that, I kind of dig it, but I could not for the life of me make it work. Uh-huh. Like, I just felt like everything was weird, and if I wanted to make it work the way I felt I could, it was too dressy. Like, a, yeah, like a knit tie Oxford yeah, with yeah. a bla- like a tweed jacket. I'm like, oh, that works, but that's still... Not for the situation. Not for the situation, exactly. Way, what's the name of the designer that says make it work? <laughs> Nike. <laughs> Nope. 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 No. Uh, but, but I think that's a good example of like to tell people that even if you didn't make it work and you opted for a totally different outfit, that was time well spent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, exactly. That fucking up and, and going, that's not working. Why? Okay. That's not working. Why? Got it. Yeah. That is all knowledge you carry into the next day. Exactly. And even if you exactly. Start from scratch ten minutes later, you carry that knowledge. Yeah, over. like this kind of this kind of goes with what you were saying earlier about that 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 book that now I really want to read. Or once you learn something, it's like really hard to unlearn. This is how I learn a lot when like either I I'm like, okay, what's wrong with this? Why am I fucking up? Or someone specifically tells me this is why you're fucking up (laughs) and i'm like oh like when like ethan uh i take his photos a lot and when he told me your framing is super off like a couple weeks ago oh yeah i was like holy shit that's what i'm doing wrong and so yeah (laughs) he's a better photographer now yeah uh, for it and now that Mm -hmm. yeah now that you know it when you see somebody else making that mistake you you might be like why are they doing that and then be like Uh oh well they just Nobody has properly explained this to them exactly. or explained why it doesn't look good. They might mm. be like, I'm not a good photographer, but... Let's just hope Spencer remembers for the next time. Yep. <laughs> Burn. Yeah. Thanks. Um, Burn. But, but I, what, what, um, what, I was, what I was saying before is I think um, when we, we brought up Garrett's outfit at the Rose Bowl, which I saw, he, uh, I, saw I, I don't know if he posted a photo or he sent a photo to me. I thought it was super dope. Uh, but there's other people too, like like Cody Wellema has really been starting to do that, moving away from the classic menswear mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and integrating all of these kind of different, uh, very similar philosophy to what we're talking about. Um, uh, his um, apprentice Akira does the same thing. Oh yeah, like, Akira's got some dope style. He has dope style. He'll be wearing the like twenty one twenty handcrafted loafers, which are like a workwear take on a classic loafer, but it's they're also very utilitarian. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no tassels there's no um penny holder yeah there's none of that stuff it, they're very simple but they have that some of that chunk so he'll wear that with like white socks so it's it's like ivy meets like workwear there and then he'll wear like double rl pinstriped high-waisted trousers with like a braided belt and then like a pink 90s shirt and it looks um and then he'll that. wear and then he has like 50s um eyewear that he that are really like they're like octagon they're but they don't look crazy they work on his face 
And then he wears obviously like a mink hat that he made for himself at yeah. Wellama. And I think Kosuke from Clutch Golf is another dude who like is just fearless. Yeah, it's that same thing of like he'll he'll wear and he designs like a Tom it too. Mix yeah. hat with like a a linen suit that he made for himself with like yeah like double pleats yeah. and like patchwork and like a self belt on it with like. Uh, you know, I, he's been wearing a lot of those twenty one twenty loafers too. Um, wow, that's really the new plug. I, you know what? Even that, even that cartoon that that that, that guy. If you he, saw it, he, yeah, he, he noted like a lot of people wearing these hole cut loafers, and they're yeah. all yeah, they're twenty one twenty. Yeah, he didn't know what they were, which I didn't expect him to, but he noticed that there's a ton of people at Inspiration, even mm-hmm. outside of that crew that we just kind of talked about, right. that were wearing those loafers because I. It's kind of a classic take on menswear, but it's got the Japanese thing and the workwear thing integrated in, mm-hmm. which I those think is feel, fresh, man. Those go hand in hand, I think. I showed my coworker those today, and they all said they were cool. And we That's can trust, a plug. Yeah, we yeah. can trust men's warehouse employees. <laughs> oh, man, that is a, nice people. That's a deep They're burn. Nice people. There you go. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we uh, hit the nail on the head with that one. Really hit the nail on the head. I think it's cool. I think the theme. I think yeah. I think the theme here is like I think the Japanese people. They're great. They're no. They they really <laughs> are great. great. I think I think they really have a handle of style and they're really in this, the post, menswear yeah. th- but era. But also you know and and a lot of the Japanese folks that we're talking about they would also say like we are incredibly indebted to the classic American right. looks mm-hmm. like they they are totally cool about giving so much credit oh, yeah. to. Like this is where, like, obviously you see it in the denim culture where they're like, like now we're making some of the dopest denim in the world. But like, if it wasn't for like Levi's and Lee and Wrangler, like we wouldn't be making this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like this is all based on our love for that. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that I think that you can't jump into that. Japanese philosophy without understanding the roots of it first because mm-hmm. I think if you dive into that you are gonna you're gonna make some colossal mistakes where if you can dive into that philosophy by still kind of like keeping one foot in the classic tailoring and classic workwear and all this stuff that or ger- even not only American obviously there's great French stuff and German oh, stuff yeah, and yeah. there's a ton of great British stuff but yeah, you, you. I think you've got to at least understand that stuff before you can apply that philosophy because it's kind of like to apply that Japanese philosophy properly, you have to have that base of knowledge. And without yeah. that, you're just going to look like a lunatic. You're going to dress like a psychopath. Unless that's what you're going for. Yeah, which, you know, if it that, is, then cool. That reminds me of that. Have you guys heard of the 1-800-NO-CUFFS thing? Where the no. guy at the end. So it, I guess I'm the what? one who listens to the radio because everyone else has Spotify. Um, okay. But okay, so there's this is a weird this is a weird plug to have at the Why end of the episode. Yeah, he's, well, Ethan's pissed. I'm sorry, I don't have like five dollars a month to pay oh for Spotify. God. Anyway, there is a guy <laughs> who does eight one hundred no cuffs, and he's um, he gets you off on DUIs, which I don't oh, really I thought it was like. Be like we hem your pants. No, <laughs> yeah, that's what I. No, but he at the end of it he goes um like. We're here to help you because no one looks good in handcuffs unless you're into that sort of thing. And I, and what? Yeah, and it, it's so it's such a bizarre commercial, but I I kind of love it for the end of it. And I mean, the, it's really funny, but I just it seems it seems like most people wouldn't think that that's funny. Why would a lawyer 
say that. Yeah, I guess that's the point is like, this is not this the is... guy I want to hear these types of jokes from. Yeah. Like, if my buddy said that Wait, but at hold a on. bar, cool. But, this, but my lawyer, lawyer that's on the radio. This lawyer's your buddy, though. Oh, you know what? Good point. There we yeah. go. See? You know what? He's I'm... the kind of guy I can have a drink with. <laughs> yeah. And then get you off on your DUI. Yeah. God. Yeah. So, again, <laughs> we're not condoning DUIs here, but I thought that the uh, the commercial was pretty pretty yeah. funny. I, I am condoning drinking and driving. Actually, oh I'm going to go on, on record as saying... Hey, guys, let's go to a, a bar. Let's take a couple idea. of drinks first and then drive there. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> I, by the way, I am joking about that in case anybody doesn't hey know. Kids. that. Yeah, we I, know a lot of kids. I immediately the, the, regretted that. The 10 that people who like, listen to this are very impressionable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if there's some, like, teenager who's like, dude, this guy said it. <laughs> I, gonna, that, that holds up in court. So. Yeah, so I'd go to jail and he'd just be read the, read the Constitution, the cucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us today, uh, tonight uh, on this podcast. Yeah, it's, well, whatever it's, you're listening to it, yeah. afternoon, dawn. Let's do it in the morning. <laughs> what other times are there? Cucks? We're we're not telling it's you when to listen. Somewhere. To it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> right. But thanks, thanks for having me. I, oh yeah, I, this it's, is it's really no fun. problem. We've all, we've been wanting to uh, include. Uh, Include you on here. Right? Turker Gerbs. For years. Turker Gerbs. That's right. <laughs> that's him. All right. We're going to go to our last segment, which is a little something called plugs. <laughs> we don't have any plugs music. Who's going to improvise a song? Spencer? Talking about? No. Um, <laughs> plug. Baby, I hear the plugs to call in. <laughs> a salad and scrambled plugs. I sang the Frasier quite, thing earlier. Quite stylish. <laughs> Bringing it back. Yeah. Callback. Callbacks. Callbacks. Uh, what, what do you have? You have, you have the plug for yourself. Well, I don't know when this is coming out, but the Gooch Collective event, the second one, is happening on February 24th. I think and if this that's will come already out like happened, three days, maybe like I'm, I'm trying to make it come out well, like, then, pretty soon. Then here's the plug go <laughs> on to our social media. There'll be a ton of photos and video if this is after that. And we're going to be doing one in, in March. So definitely come out to that. Um, and, and that is at Gooch Collective. Yes, the Instagram page is at Gooch Collective. These are events that are put on by my brother and I. He kind of runs the whole party aspect. I do the music. I get a bunch of really incredible, like I can't stress how incredible and, and happy I am to play with these musicians. We it's There's no rehearsal. We just go and play and... These guys are that good. It's it's really fun. So it's a clothing event. So there's brands there. Like the first event was at Wellama Hat right. Company. We had 2120 there. Um, we have some some more brands that are going to be involved this time, like Clutch Kosuke from Clutch oh, Golf shit. is going to be yeah. there, and it's going to be at the Rogue Collective, hmm. um, which is in the Arts District, and they're going to have their clothing there, and we're going to have boba catered there. Hell so yeah! These events are really fun. It's it's a community of artistic and creative people, and there's music and clothing and and drinks, and it's going to be awesome. So if you miss this one, which it sounds like based on this slow editing going on over here by Ethan. Oh, I'm just kidding. No, that was a, that was an unnecessary burn. Technically, we're recording this on your laptop, so whenever yes. you give it to me. <laughs> I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to delay and, and procrastinate. <laughs> what if we have you do the bumper music? Would you be down for that? Absolutely. Cool. Oh, well, I guess people will be listening to it. So, so everyone, check out the everyone, next episode. Check it. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, 
Hey guys, I hope you like the bumper music from earlier that we did not plan yet, but was already written by Josh. Yeah, yeah who go. knows? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time awesome. is so weird, right? So it's like it's already the, happened. The but time is happened. trippy, right, yeah. man? Is this a, is that a quote from Stephen Hawking? Yep. Time, yep. time is so weird. <laughs> Stephen bro, time is bro. so weird. You yeah. forgot the bro comma. Yeah, or he doesn't. He's not for punctuation. He's like Kerouac. Yeah, he's just uh, he just says uh, time is so weird, bro, because it's like the robot voice can't do the yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because he he tried doing punctuation, but the robot <laughs> voice kept saying the punctuation. Comma, he yeah. got pissed, and now he mm-hmm. just run on. You couldn't even tell he was pissed, though. He's a real professional. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that burn on one of our most <laughs> the most brilliant minds of our time, intellectuals of our time, with a with a burn on him, we should. <laughs> that's yeah, probably yeah, a good and, place. And, and where, can, where can people uh, follow follow you at? So I am uh, at Joshua Ray Gooch, J-O-S-H-U-A-R-A-Y-G-O-O-C-H on Instagram. And then all my other links to guitar stuff and clothing stuff will all be on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So follow me on there. And, and uh, if you, as long as you're not really creepy and writing super weird stuff on my page, I won't block you. Well, now I think he's going to block me. Damn it. <laughs> I, I know you and to, and to know that you're weird and it's okay. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, you can follow Spencer and I individually. Individually? Individually. Well. Individually at uh, Ethan M. Wong. I'm Spencer DSO. And you can also follow us on Style and Direction. It's all spelled out. There is no abbreviations there. Um, that's Style and Direction at Gmail. We don't, we don't cut corners. <laughs> uh, style and Direction on Instagram. And we're probably going to be sharing a, a, a great portrait of, of Joshua that I took. Because uh, Spencer oh. doesn't contribute other stuff. Um, oh, but uh, we'll also, we'll also put up... The burns are just building. <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I'm tell, I have to tell you every episode not to air out your dirty laundry on the <laughs> Well, this one's... Uh, aired now <laughs> get it because podcast airing anyway uh, we'll probably also include really funny pictures That'll be cut. of the uh, <laughs> of the Michael Phelps stuff and the um, please and go the, look at this photo of Michael Phelps well, who we'll, once again is an well, American Phelps, treasure John Travolta. yeah Michael Phelps and John Travolta will be on the, on the Instagram so that's one it's, uh, one good reason they're going to be on the Instagram <laughs> yeah. on just, Instagram live but don't make it obvious that it's a joke just be mm. like sick suit on Michael Phelps god check out that rise yeah I wonder if like okay do you guys like I mean I'm sure you get those like random like menswear Instagram bots that like follow you and just they post like a bunch of really generic photos all the time I wonder if they posted like that like what the reaction would be <laughs> like people would be like dude what a cut yeah <laughs> We should hash, we'll hashtag it properly so that way they can, uh, they'll pick it up. Perfect. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. All right, cool. So, uh, our last, last thing is that we ask our guests to come up with a sign off. I'm so glad we started getting guests. <laughs> you know what? I've, yeah. I've listened to every show and I should have prepared and I have nothing. <laughs> That's the best part. That's the beauty of doing this. Cause it's, it's like, I think I've made this comparison, but there was this interview show hosted by an SNL writer called seven minutes in heaven. And at the end of it, he would always try to kiss the guest. And it's that's a really great way to see if the, the guests have done their research or not, how they react to the kiss. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Style and direction. Go do clothes. I love go. it. Go yeah. do clothes. Go All right. Clothes. We'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. My wife. <laughs> that's Get the a- last part of it. <laughs>